Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it is Tuesday. It's, um, you know, the week's been going really well for me so far. I can't really complain about it. Um, today's been pretty slow with sales for me. I really haven't made a ton of sales. I, I made one, but it really wasn't anything that I'd been trying to sell uh, really quick or anything. It was just a garage sale find from last year. But I was looking through the sheet that I use to keep all of my uh, different inventory on and all the sales that I've made and kind of track my entire business on. And I was looking through it and looking at some of the purchases I made and realizing that the ones that I feel like I made really recently, I actually had made last year around this time. And it's just so crazy to me because I remember very, very distinctly getting out of school and not really knowing, um, not really knowing what was going to happen, just because I was not in a. I didn't have a job yet, so I had been I had been lined up to have a job coming out of school in March. I had signed on with a company that was pretty local, and then the last week of school, they had called me up and they said, "Hey, we put out a hiring freeze, so we're no longer bringing you in." Like I had signed everything, I had signed all the papers or whatever. So like, I was I was in, and so they kind of threw me out, and they were like, "You're not coming in here until we kind of figure out what's going on with our company." So I was out of a job. I didn't really know what I was going to do, and I had what seemed like a good amount of free time to me um, before I could find a job to be able to kind of start working. And so for me, I had planned on starting work on June third, and now it was super super um kind of bleak because I didn't really know what was going to happen um well maybe not bleak but it was just up in the air I didn't really know what I was going to do so I interviewed for a couple jobs and you know you kind of never know how things are going to play out but I always truly believe that God plays his hand in everything that we have going on and so uh, I still ended up starting work on June 3rd uh, which is really crazy but I had started in a completely different job uh, working as a plant engineer instead of just a sales engineer, which suits me a thousand percent better than I was going to be. You know, I was not really suited for the sales job. It just really wasn't something I wanted to do. I'd be sitting behind a desk and stuff, and that's just not me. So, um, you know, I. But it's crazy because I was looking at some of the the things that I bought, and a lot of the things that I bought starting out really early, and when I started trying to scale my business a little bit were things during those two weeks where I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so, you know, looking at those, I went to a ton of different garage sales. There were so many different garage sales going on. And it was, you know, now it seems foreign because we have the coronavirus going on and all of these different things that are preventing us from going out into public. But back last year in May, garage sales were happening Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and even Sundays too. So, like, I would go out four days a week to garage sales and the two or three weeks I was off from school, I didn't have anything going on. I didn't have a job or anything. So I was making money doing the uh, garage sale finds. And it wasn't like I needed to make money to pay rent or anything. I was still living at home. But it was just interesting because I really, really enjoyed it. I loved waking up early. I would hit a lift and then I'd go out and I would go to the different garage sales that were going on around me. And uh, you know, I made a good amount of money starting out for what the amount of capital that I had and the amount that I was investing. I was doing really, really well uh, compared to what I was doing in school because when I had school going on, I was super laser focused on 
studying and you know whether or not that was a good thing uh, that's debatable but um, that's just the way I was so I didn't have a, as much time to devote to the business as I did whenever I was out but I realized how much I really enjoyed it and so you know it just kind of took me back gave me a little bit of nostalgia to last year where I was thinking about you know, how interesting it is that now um, I, I've kind of come to a point where I'm doing uh, a lot more in sales than I ever thought I'd be able to do just because there's just so much uh, potential out there that I had never known uh, there was to make. I had only seen garage sales, I'd only seen thrift stores, I had seen a little bit of retail arbitrage but not to the scale that I want to do it at, not, the, the, not to the scale that I'm doing it at right now. I just never thought I'd be on pace to make as much money this year as I am and so it's it's just something that I'm super excited about and hopefully can encourage you to if you are doing a business or you are uh, just starting out in something you know to stick with it because there are uh, a lot of struggles when you start out but that's to be expected in anything you're never going to rarely ever will you succeed at something the first time or will you be good at it the first time you do it or even the second time it will take a lot of times uh, for you to kind of get to where you want to be and I'm not even close to where I want to be with this, but it's just it's just awesome for me. I'm super pumped, and just looking back at some of those things that I bought, um, you know, I was buying things like cowboy boots, which are a huge thing to look for. If you find some cowboy boots and they're in pretty decent shape and they're like real leather, or uh, the ones that I had bought were like steel toe boots. So um, me just looking at those and and thinking, I had a cousin that oh I have a cousin that used to live in Louisiana and he said that everybody there wore cowboy boots as work boots and so just looking at those and seeing steel-toed cowboy boots those would be perfect for work boots so I bought those I think I got them for like five bucks um, and I remember I flipped those for like $45 and I was just super pumped because I was like wow it's like a big sale and at the time it really was one of my biggest sales that I'd made and then I went to oh this one lady this was the best I was on my way to my girlfriend's house and on the side of the road there was a yard sale going on and I like pretty dangerously steered my car over to that garage sale. I think I actually like pulled around in like one of the, the little lots beside me and like turned and made a quick U-turn but I got over there and this lady just had like a gold mine at her house. She had a bunch of old like cameras and stuff like if you see old like Sony or Panasonic camcorders those can be money because a lot of people can't view the tapes that they have from back then so those are one of the devices they can hook up to their TV or their computers or just on the little screens on the camera and watch those tapes again because it's really really hard to come across those things I mean that's why VHS players that are DVD player combos are so valuable right now because you can't watch VHS tapes anywhere and who wants to have a VHS player and then a, a DVD player you want to have them both together so you can just watch a DVD Chances are if you're trying to watch VHS tapes, you haven't gone to a Blu-ray or digital yet anyways. So that's why those items are so valuable still. But anyway, she had a bunch of things like camcorders and um, she had a ton of stuffed animals. She was a Disney collector. So, and her, her thing that she collected was Eeyore. The, uh, I don't really know what he's, I think he's an elephant from Pooh. I never actually understood what he was. He doesn't look like an elephant. Um, Maybe he's a donkey. I think that's actually, that, that would make a little bit more sense. Um, but anyway, she collected Eeyore and like million, like a hundred, like hundreds of Eeyore things. So I put them all in a large bin and kind of lotted them up and uh, 
put them all together and kind of made her, I said, hey, how much do you want for this? So you seem like, and she, she, I talked to her a little bit. I mean, that's the thing in itself. If you go to a garage sale or you're going to something where somebody is selling something and the price is negotiable, talk to the person and get to know them a little bit. Don't be a stick in the mud. Um, even if you're not outgoing, I mean, we all, whether you're extroverted or introverted, um, you know, it differs on the degree of difficulty for you to be able to talk to people and be outgoing. For me, it's sometimes I'm super outgoing. Sometimes I don't feel like talking to anybody. So I don't really know what I am, but it, it still is very good to make an effort to talk to the person, get to know them a little bit. You may lose a couple minutes, but I oftentimes find that you end up, you know, bringing that person a little bit of joy and you also save yourself a good amount of money because once they know you, once they know your name, uh, once they know a little bit, just a, a small bit about you and have some small connection with you, they are more prone to give you a good deal. And so that's what I do when I go to a garage sale. I make sure to, to tell, like, just say hi to the person, ask them how their day is going. Um, you know, if, if things are actually looking like I'm going to buy something, I may, uh, you know, just tell them my name or something. There's a lot of power in somebody knowing your name and you knowing their name. Um, I was reading a book uh, called Never Split the Difference, and they were talking a lot about how important somebody's name is to them. And so they like hearing that. And so, uh, you know, not over and over and over again, but it's important to them that they you treat them as a person, not just, you know, some some robot or something. So using their name does that. So I try and get, you know, them to know me just a little bit. And then oftentimes I end up getting a much better deal out of things. And so anyway, I talked to this lady and she ended up she was moving to Florida. She wanted to, I think, get closer to her kids who had moved down there or something. So she was ready to move and she just retired. She wanted to get a lot of her stuff out of her house and she wanted to do it fast because she was moving within the next week. And so this is like a whole combination of good things coming together. You want you want to find somebody who's doing a house sale because that person is moving and they want to sell things cheaply. You want to find somebody who's moving fast and wants to move things out of their house as fast as possible because you can get a better deal. Uh, you want to find somebody who either has a collection or a lot of good items to sell uh, that they're willing to sell cheap. So like everything was kind of coming together and I'd never bought a ton of stuff up until this point. So I was talking with this woman and I said, hey, you know, it seems like you have a lot of Eeyore here. Uh, did you collect Eeyores? And she said, yes, I did. And so I talked to her a little bit more and she said, well, just make me an offer for the bin of Eeyores. And this was like two, two large contractor sized garbage bags full of stuffed animals and then this massive like uh like rubber made bin of like stuffed animals and I'm like uh okay I mean what do you feel because I never threw out the first number and she she offered me I think she offered me it for like six bucks me being super cheap at the time because I didn't really have that much money I think I tried to talk it down to like two and we ended up settling on four so I was glad I, I I got to a deal with her on that but anyway I loaded up the back of my car with garbage bags of Eeyores. And it's just funny to me because I finally sold this one, uh, it was like an Eeyore bubble blower uh, thing that you like make bubbles with for like kids and stuff like that. It was just, it, it was something that was super trinkety, but uh, you know, people may, may like for their kids, especially in the summertime. So I bought that and I, I tried selling it at like 30 or 40 bucks because that's what the one sold comp on eBay was and eventually I just got sick of having it so I listed it at like 20 bucks and somebody made me an offer for $12 today so I took it but I'm looking at it and I'm just wondering you know these Eeyores I've made a significant amount of money on these Eeyores I invested $4 or $3 it really wasn't that much I think it was like four or five bucks into them and I sold several of the Eeyores for 10 to 20 bucks 
And it's just looking at it, you know, you make a $4 purchase on, you know, 40 stuffed animals, you end up selling 20 of them and averaging $10, uh, you know, of profit per stuffed animal. You just turned five bucks into $200 and you still have 20 animals left over that you can either, uh, you know, if you have a kid and you like giving them, you know, if you don't care about washing a stuffed animal somebody's had, you give it to them as a, as a toy or you'd redonate it or you resell it and you just wait on it longer, whatever you want to do. But I've made like, I think I made over five to six hundred dollars off of this one lady's house because she was just getting rid of so much stuff and everything was just super cheap where, you know, I could get phenomenal deals on everything. Um, you know, I also bought a camcorder there for it was old so she gave it to me for two dollars and i resold it on mercari for ninety dollars plus shipping and she was getting rid of a bunch of old digital cameras those are another thing digital cameras you won't make a lot of money on but if you can come across a bunch of them i would pick them all up because i've never held on to a camera more than you know a month or two before it's sold the only camera i held on to for a while was a film camera which are another huge things a lot of photographers like film cameras because they it's just a, a photographer kind of thing they they like them <laughs> i mean i don't know they, they can't use them anymore they can't get them anywhere anymore so it they do really well with pictures and the different uh ways of taking photos but you just can't get them anymore so um you know it, they can, a lot of times are valuable because people still use them you just can't find them in the store so i had sat on one for probably six months before i sold it and i made like 50 bucks on it so it was a good deal i mean don't get me wrong there it's just you don't sit on them very long if you price them accordingly you're not going to sit on cameras very long so i made a significant amount of money on this woman's house i mean just the the stuff that was in there and i went every day that week and i wish i could have gone more times just because i can only think of the amount of stuff she still had in her garage by the end of the week that i hadn't gotten to just because i had to go uh you know do something over at this place or go go hang out with family or something like that and uh you know there's just so much that i could have done um, with all the amount of stuff she's getting rid of. So, um, that was just something that was, that stuck out to me today. And looking back at that, I can't even imagine what was going through my dad's head when I showed up to my house with three bags of stuffed Eeyores. I, I think he was really ready to throw me out if we're being honest here. He was not happy, but, uh, you know, he was, him and my mom were super kind and gracious, gracious enough to kind of let me uh, just fill the garage with stuff. And so uh, here we are a year later. I've sold most of the Eeyores. I have a few left, but I probably made 200 bucks on Eeyores alone. So it's just one of those things where you never really know what you're going to find. And that's one of the reasons I love garage sales so much. I'll be interested to see what happens this summer with them because they probably won't be going on as frequently as possible. But you know, one of two things is going to happen. People are going to be afraid of the coronavirus and not have garage sales. That's, that is a very, very strong possibility. But I, what is also something I am hoping on and kind of banking on is that a lot of people are, you know, right now who are not, who, you know, need money because they are out of work or uh, because they're realizing they have a ton of crap in their house that they no longer need and they just want, they would rather have the money because times are unsure. Um, I am hoping those people have garage sales. I'm hoping those people open up their doors to come to their house and buy up all the things that they don't want anymore because what i'm seeing in like florida and a lot of these states that are opening up is that the garage sales are open and they are super plentiful because so many people are just trying to offload the things they don't use anymore and for me that's awesome because 
the things that they don't use anymore, they oftentimes don't realize the value of. So while you know a, a golf club may only be worth $50, they may be willing to sell it for three because they don't know that it's still worth $50 and they, they used it a lot and they think, well, this is just a used golf club. Who would ever want this? But they don't realize that that golf club is a, you know, a hard to find Callaway golf club or uh, like a ping golf club or, or any of these like bigger uh, names that are like a tailor-made golf club, you know, any of these bigger names that are really, really nice clubs, um, you know, they don't realize the value of them. So, uh, you know, that's just something I'm excited for. I'm hoping that is how it plays out. One, because that's better for everybody. If they are selling things super cheaply, they're still getting money. They can reinvest it into the economy. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, and I can get items at good costs that I can resell and keep, you know, money coming into me and then keep putting it back out. And, you know, it's just better for everybody that way. So that's hoping, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, but, you know, I started this episode off just talking a little bit and the theme of the episode was supposed to be, uh, it was not supposed to be what things I found during a garage sale. But, um, the, the theme was that, you know, I was able to take a lot of items at her garage sale that she probably would have wanted, you know, I'm going to estimate 50 cents to a dollar for each. And by lotting them all together and kind of, you know, establishing a relationship with with the lady trying to move everything out of her house, um, I was able to get a significantly better price than I would have if I just went in there and made her an offer item by item or uh, made her, you know, just handpick different things out of there you know getting each item at a significantly lower cost by putting them all together is a huge tip for people when they go to garage sales or well not really thrift stores some thrift stores will work with you but I've never tried because it's just you know unless they're like hey what would you give us for this because we haven't priced it yet I'm not going to try and haggle with them but um, garage sales you know people are very easy to uh, haggle with at a garage sale just have to give it a little bit of time and you know go out there and do it the thing is though you can get a much better price by lotting things together because people realize you know they they can't really account for every item that's in there when they see every item when you only have five or six of items you know and they're all smaller things and you don't say hey can i lot these up you know they may count each one off and be able to do it but if you throw a bunch of items together like all the eors now she doesn't really know how many eors are there so you know 10 eors or 40 eors she really doesn't know the difference at this point and she's going to give me a relatively similar price for both but now i'm getting a significant amount more of stuffed animals than i would have before and i can make a lot more money on each item because my cost per item has gone down significantly so that's just something i would encourage you to do when you are out at a garage sale uh should we have garage sales this summer which i'm really hoping we do because you can make yourself a lot of money doing that. You can make, you know, like different Nintendo games and stuff. When people are selling video games, lot them up. You may make five bucks on this video game, but you may get a bunch of video games you could put in a lot whenever you resell them on eBay. But if you're lotting them, lotting them up at the garage sale, you can make, you know, your cost of goods go down really, really low if you're buying up all of them. You know, if you say how much for all of it, uh, it's a lot different to the person who really wants to clean out their house, you know. Um, so that's really what I wanted to leave you with today. Just hoping you can kind of utilize the power of lotting items together at a garage sale or uh, wherever you may be trying to get a better price on things and really trying to utilize that to your benefit because that can save you a lot of money and that can uh, you know, make you more money in the long run. So 
um, that's really what I wanted to leave you with today. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of super pumped a lot this week because things have just really, really, these past, this past month and, you know, April and what May is looking like, they're just looking like phenomenal months for me. And I'm kind of really seeing the potential of reselling and online selling and just wondering, you know, where do things shake out from here? Do people go back into stores or are people more, uh, more adapted to shopping online? And if they are more adapted to shopping online, I, I and every other person that is selling online are, are in a pretty good position because we are already kind of ready to deal with the ability to sell more online. I already know what products I want to look for. I already know the different, you know, things that I need to do to keep my business successful selling online. So, you know, I would encourage you go out there and start getting into this now, because if you don't and things skew more online, which they already are, you know, eventually most things are going to be bought online. When our parents are, you know, old and they're not buying things anymore, or, you know, when we are kind of that generation of uh, people that are our parents' age, most people will be buying things online. I don't buy that many things in store anymore. It's just not necessary. And so you're gonna hit a position in the next 10 to, you know, maybe five to 10 to 15 years where everybody's buying things online. And if you are a, uh, you know, reputable seller of things and you know what to sell online, you're gonna set yourself up for a very, very successful business. So I would just encourage you, look at it from the long term, go out there, start a business, uh, start an online reselling business to get yourself antiquated with how it works and then you can kind of branch out from there but you know the time right now especially now now it, it is crazy how much you can make if you know what to look for if you know what you're doing uh, you can just make an absolute killing out there so i would encourage you to get involved with it go make some extra money and you know if you only want to make it to spend on you know a new pair of shoes or something go for it but if you really want to build a business i now is a perfect time to start. So I'll leave you with that. I'll let you get back to whatever you're doing today, but um, I will get with you tomorrow and hopefully bring you a little bit more value that you can utilize and leverage to your benefit and, and grow your business. So that being said, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one and you know, just enjoy the rest of the day. Peace.